Welcome to Pierce Podcast. This is February 2015 episode, and the title is He Who Is Free Is Free Indeed. Don't go away. We'll be right back. So our message today is, he who is free is free indeed. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to be free in Christ, what it means to have a true relationship with him, which ultimately gives you freedom. Uh, Our commentary is basically, religion is an organized collection of beliefs, cultural systems, and worldviews that relate humanity to an order of existence. This is a dictionary view of religion. Now, Why is this so important to understand? Because as we look at salvation today, we must come to an understanding that all, everyone practices some form of religion. Everyone does. See, and you'll have those who will say they are atheists and they don't believe in God. But you know what? That is a collection of thoughts and therefore is organized religion. You'll have those who'll say they don't go to church because they've been hurt by people in the church and they still love God. But even in that, that is still a collection of thoughts and a practice and is therefore organized religion. So why does all this matter? And what does this have to do with salvation? Well, let us look at the importance of faith in all of this. It all reverts back to faith in something. As I spoke with an associate of mine not long ago, and he said to me, how do you know God hears your prayers? I began to inform him that I use what I believe to be his direction for man. And we all know we get his direction from the Bible. I pick it up daily, and I study what it says to me, and all of mankind in such a way as to not distort it. In other words, I know that my personality is different than my friends, and I can't allow my personality traits to sway God's word into a direction fitting for me. No, see, I read it as though it was a universal law, because it is, for all mankind. So I take it step by step and apply this to my life. Now, the other part of that conversation was the part about prayer. And I told my friend, I said, listen, I don't try to pray to God in a certain code of sequences or in some form of systematics. I talk to God just like David did or any other biblical character did when they prayed to God in the Bible. I drew into the fact that God's plan from the beginning was relational. This is what he desired, and this is still what he desires from all of mankind. God never wanted more than to love and cherish us. For that matter, God never wanted more than to love all that he created and cherish it. It's just that the created has always desired to be greater than the creator. Starting with Satan and the fallen angels, right on down to Adam and Eve and mankind ultimately. 
So, today, we're going to look at what it means to be free and free in Christ indeed. So, don't go away. We'll be right back after this song. Yeah. Have you ever felt like you just didn't want to go on anymore? of salvation how do we effectively minister to to our friends without being offensive to them 
Um, and, and more importantly, how do we do it where we can do it in love, with the love of Christ, where people know that they are, they are loved. They're not threatened by it. Because at the end of the day, we don't ever want anybody to feel threatened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not for them to feel threatened, to be feeling threatened by it. Now, with that being said, understand this. You're going to always, let me rephrase that. You're not going to do anything, but the gospel is going to always offend people. It just is. And the reason it's going to offend people is because it challenges people and it corrects people in their error, in their sinful ways. People don't like to be corrected when they're doing wrong, right? We all like what we like when we like it. And when we think of sin, we tend to think of sin as me going to steal something, right, Isaiah? That's sinful, ain't it? But we don't think of sin when we say situations, William, like where, you know, we're haughty and we're prideful. That's sin too, isn't it? So we don't, we don't see that, though, as sin. You know, we don't see that as sin. You know, Sister, uh, Sister Jimmy, you know, we, we don't see it as sin when we, when we look at a, a TV show where they having sex and, and acting crazy and we sitting there watching it. We don't see that as sin because we just watch the TV. I mean, I ain't put it on there. They put it on there. But we don't realize this, though, is that it's affecting our spirit, man. We don't see it as sin. And we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, too. I watch TV. I ain't going to lie. I listen to music. I don't listen to all that crazy stuff. Y'all be listening to, bless y'all souls. That sermon is coming up real soon. We're doing that sermon again, man. That sermon is coming up real soon because so that means y'all be listening to I'll be shaking my head like, what are they listening to? All right. <clears throat> key verse, key verse, key verse. Isaiah 49, 6 says, he says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light to the Gentiles, and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. God is very clear, and when he speaks, he speaks very clear, and he makes it very clear that at the end of the day, we have a responsibility to bring forth the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He makes that clear to us when we read that verse and as you look at that verse on your paper, but also even if you look it on the screen, it's clear that we are a responsibility. And this responsibility we have is a responsibility that all believers have, that all Christians have. It's not just older people. It's not just ministers. It's not just pastors. It's all of us. As a believer, as a follower of Christ, you have a responsibility. So how do you do it effectively? And we're going to look and talk about that today. How do you do it effectively? How do you do it just in your own little circle when half of your friends may not necessarily come from the same walk of life you come from? When half your friends may be Muslim, Jewish, Buddhist, how do you effectively minister to them? How do you minister to them when they're atheists? How do you minister to them, minister to them when they're agnostic? How do you do it? And we're going to look at that and talk about that today. First thing you have to understand, you must understand, we must be an example to all mankind. You must be an example to all mankind through your faith in Christ Jesus, even through tests and trials, okay? You must be an example to all mankind through your faith in Christ Jesus, even through tests and trials. Live by love. We must live by love. We must live by faith. And we must live by righteousness. The biggest mistake most believers make 
is they don't practice this. They don't exercise this. They don't take this to heart and apply it to their lives. They're hypocrites in that, in that they sit there on Sunday. Hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. <laughs> and make the ugliest faces in the world. Right? And you look at them like, what in the world? And then they turn right around on Monday. And they go, no, some of them ain't that. Some of them go around the church on Sunday in the parking lot cussing up a storm. I told that mother. <laughs> right? But it's really bad. Okay, it's better if you do it in the, in the car in your own privacy, okay? Because that's bad, right? But then when you get to work, and they're at work, or they're at, I'm not going to say what church they go to, because that's not fair to say the church, because the church has nothing to do with them, because that's them choosing to do this. But they claim to go to church, and they involved in their ministry. I'm a deacon at my church. I'm, a, I'm in charge of security at my church, or whatever. And these jokers, man, be cussing up a storm. And don't let a woman walk in. Honey, boy, you see that? I'd be like, what in the world, man? And so what kind of example are they setting for the unbeliever? What kind of example are they setting for mankind? They're not setting a good one, are they? They're not, are they? They're setting a very bad one. So you must understand the first thing is you must be an example to mankind through your faith in Christ Jesus, even through tests and trials, even through tests and trials. Listen, as a, as a believer, as a follower of Christ, you're going to face challenges. You're going to face tests. You're going to face trials. And you know what the world's looking at? They're looking at how you respond and how you react to that. They're looking at that. You ain't make the team. Okay, he ain't make the team. He thought he was so hot, man. He was always talking about how God going to bless him. He ain't made nothing. Now what? Now, they're going to watch how you're going to react. You're going to have an attitude about it. You're going to be upset, skip God. You're going to be cussing. You're going to be acting like an immature kid. Or are you going to be like, you know what? That just means God got something better for me. That's all. Are you going to take that approach? So many of us choose not to take that approach. So many of us choose to take the other approach. And so then the world's like, oh, okay, well, you just made your whole argument void. It don't even matter now. You can say what you want to say. I don't believe you. I think you're a hypocrite now. You just reinforce my belief on your quote-unquote God on who Jesus really is when you take that approach. But when you take the other approach, yeah, I mean, I wish I would have made it, man. But you know what? It's cool, man. God got something better for me. And move on. They don't know what to do. They, they call off guard. Whoa. Hold on a minute, man. Hey, he should be upset, though, but he ain't. You might be the only God they ever see. They might not ever see God except through you. Yes, and you might be the only God that an unbeliever ever sees. Look at what Galatians 6 through 9 says. It says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. You know, we should never want to give up on doing the right thing. We should never want to give up on being a Christ-like example for the world to see. We should never want to give up on being an ambassador or representative for our Lord and Savior. And I think it's important that as we listen to this message, we get a full understanding of what it really means to be free, to be free from the religious perils, to be free from the uh, exhausting um, attempts to be something 
that the world would consider to be ideally good. None of this will hold fast and none of this will last when we stand before our Lord and Savior on that last day, on the day of judgment. We have to take an account for our actions that we have done and or have not done. So remember this. Remember what Galatians 6, 9 says. Listen, I want you guys to check this song out. I think the song speaks well uh, again to this message. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, yo, hey, can you hear me up there? Hey, look, I got some confessions to make. I mean, it used to be that some of the things that I did were based on you. But now, every little thing I do is based on you. Check it. For another man, Jesus is his name Cause he accepted, he could've just left me To burn in the fire like Michael with Pepsi I'm praising his name, I'm a part of his team Ark of the covenant, God on the scene Cleanse my heart, make all of it clean Leave this group like Joshua's team I know it's not easy, believe me Living in this world today I have so much on my mind to say Heavenly Father, let me live to see another day Every little thing I do, I wanna please you Don't wanna be you can't find no peace of mind with mankind I praise it till the end of time I praise it till the end of time Should when I serve in the church and take God to the hood, kept me from jocking the bling bling bling. 
king Cause you knew that I was headed for bigger and better things Now I'm on the road to heaven and it's so true Dodging the road just some Lucifer's soldiers Every little thing I do is all for you One little thing I won't is ignore you Primarily of all believers. So that's a strong point there. Why is that a strong point? It's a strong point because it's letting you know God is the Savior for all people, for all mankind. But those that have accepted God, he's especially your Savior. But those that haven't, they still have the opportunity to come to know Christ if they choose to. But if they don't, they can't be mad at God. They cannot be mad at God. They have to be responsible for their own actions. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering, but it's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters works together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded with their own hard work. Both will be rewarded for their hard work. I get up, Mike gets up, Elena gets up, Nicole, she gets up, and guess what's going to happen? Planting seeds. That's all we're called to do. Then guess what? Someone else comes along, and someone else may water it. Man, I remember one time, man, my youth minister, he was talking about this thing he went through, and that person sitting there listening to them, huh, wow, wow. I never looked at it that way before. He just watered it. And then God brings forth the increase, right? God brings forth the increase. That's what Paul's saying here. Paul's saying, don't get caught up in all the great works that we do. We all work together to change the lives of the unbeliever. We all do our part. We all do our part. Every single person does their part. Your part might be as simple as just bringing them to regeneration, which is why we encourage you guys. Man, bring your friends to regeneration. Angel, how'd you get here today? Who brought you? She did a good job, didn't she? Y'all give her a hand clap. Why? Because she did her part. Because all she did was her part. She brought her friend. Hey, come go to our youth service. I think you're going to like it. Come, come go with me. Me up here right now ministering is just to train you guys so you guys can go out and minister. Point number two. Point number two. We move along. I got four points. We're doing good. I'm going to move quicker here. It is only your responsibility to share the love of Christ with everyone not to try and force it on them. Listen, do not try and force the gospel on to anyone. You are wasting your strength. You are wasting your energy. It is not going to produce good fruit. It is going to produce horrible fruit. Well, Mr., how do you know that? 
Well, look at Mark 16, 15 through 16 says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. Christ didn't force it, did he? He said, listen, if they refuse to believe, man, don't worry about it, man. Look what he says in the next verse. He says in Matthew 10, 14, if any household or town refuses to welcome you or listen to your message, shake its dust from your feet as you leave. That's pretty deep. I mean, that's pretty harsh, right? So point number three, minister in faith, minister in faith, minister in faith that souls will come to know the Lord through your testimony, even though you may never see the harvest. You have to minister in faith that souls will come to know Christ, even though you may never see the harvest, man. Be an example, even though you may never see the harvest. You invite them to come to church, man. You invite them to come out and hang out with you, right? Come hang out with me, man. We're going to play some ball, man. We have, a, we have a Friday night hype coming up pretty soon here. Woo! Woo! You invite them out. They come hang out. They like it. Shoot some ball. They look at all these other young people who love the Lord. They're excited. Man, this is kind of cool, man. But that's all they get out of it. They never come to know Christ. They never come to know Christ while they're with you. Five years later, guess what? That little seed you planted by bringing them here, man, may change everything. I'm doing this Bible study when I was young. Everybody go their merry way. 25 years later, guess what? I get a call one day. Couple, this has been a couple years ago. Guy calls me up. Hey, Pierre, you don't remember me. I know you don't. But I came to your house one time. You were having a Bible study. I came with Patrick. I said, oh, yeah, it's my boy. He said, I just want to thank you. I'm like, okay. He's like, I got saved, man, about five years ago. He said, I've been trying to track you down every since just to thank you, man, for, for just sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with me. 25 years later, guys. Listen, you don't. You don't do anything, man, trying to make it happen. I'm just going to make them accept God. They're just going to accept Christ. No, they're not. It's a relationship, and it's a process, and they're not going to do that. They're not going to. Don't. You're messing up if you do that. You're messing up if you do that. You're messing up if you do that. You're messing up if you do that, bro. <laughs> just don't. Do your part. Last point, righteousness is a choice that we must all choose. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Let me say that part again. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, Christian, your friends and them. Any of y'all out there, their friends say, well, I'm a good person. I ain't never did nothing wrong. I don't sell drugs. I come from a good family and yada, 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 yada. You go to church? Yeah, I go to church, man. You believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. Have you accepted Christ in church, your Lord and Savior? Huh? <laughs> huh? What? You know why God does this? Look at what it says here. So none of us can boast about it. Well, I got saved. I saved myself. No, you didn't. God saved you. God saved you by his grace. Has nothing to do with you. Has nothing to do with you at all. At all. That's right. It has nothing to do with any of us at all. We are nowhere near worthy to even be in the presence of God. And it is by his grace and mercy that he has allowed us to someday be able to spend eternity with him, worshiping and praising his great and mighty name. You know, young person, adult, 
I'd like to encourage you, even right where you may be at in this present moment, to just open your heart and accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and personal Savior. It's just acknowledging who He is and who He has become in your life as your Lord and personal Savior. And you know what? I hope Pierre's podcast has been blessing you guys. Uh, again, if you're listening to it on the radio, I hope it's been blessing you. Or if you're hearing it on, uh, online, please feel free to like us on our Facebook page. We love you. We'll see you guys again next month. God bless and have a great and prosperous month.